live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. You can listen to the show on our live link through GoCamels.com and the Varsity Sports app. We are here every Monday night. And if you miss any of it, the Camel Call Live podcast drops every Tuesday on Apple and Spotify and SoundCloud and YouTube. This Wednesday, Campbell Men's Basketball is back taking on Radford at 7 p.m. They will not be back home then after Wednesday until Saturday, January 28th. That's when UNC Asheville comes to town. So to come in and talk basketball, we will have a uh, couple of the best from the Campbell basketball team. Lorenis Fisteris and Jason Sinani will join us in the second half hour. But for the first half hour, we get the head coach, uh, Kevin McGeehan, in his 10th year as head coach for the Fighting Camels men's basketball team. Over the last six seasons, Campbell has won over 105 games. That is the most in a six-year span in the program's entire Division I history. Coach, thank you for coming down to the seat. First of all, how are you? I'm doing great. And uh, never a holiday for you guys, of course, because the school was not in session. But, of course, you guys are getting prepared for the game um, against uh, uh, Radford. Coach, since the beginning of the calendar year, and that's been a couple of weeks now, your team two and two in the Big South Conference. It is quite an accomplishment for those that know and maybe those that don't because of all the injuries that you have had to go through. How would you gauge your team's play, especially uh, with these circumstances in the ever-changing lineup? Yeah, I mean, I think we're, I think we're getting better. Um, you know, uh, I, I credit our team. Um, I was just kidding with my wife earlier as we had another surprise today. Thought maybe Jay would be be good, but had a little bit of a hiccup with the concussion protocol. And I said, gosh, it's like it's just always changing. And and, and that we've never had we, we have we probably haven't had this much in like three or four years. But yet it's it's all happened this year. Um, but I give the guys a lot of credit. You know, we're just putting our heads down and continuing to work, try to get better, um, mixing and matching and, and being creative with uh, schemes and personnel and um, both sides of the ball, just being super creative. And, and the guys are embracing all the change that, that comes with that. You know, that's in-game, that's pre, you know, in preparation. Um, guys are being put in different situations. Um, out of necessity, um, I think they've responded in a lot of really impressive ways. And I just keep holding out hope that, you know, as we continue to build the depth in our program and having had to do a lot of different things, that we're really going to be a well-rounded group when, when it's all said and done that, that really has uh, just handled a lot and, um, and is ready to take on whatever challenges come our way. Um, hopefully the health breaks our way at some point and and then we'll be and then hopefully we'll be really good isn't it amazing and, and there's a glass half full to this coach but you, you and I were here a couple of months ago previewing the season we were talking about th this could be your deepest team ever and, and and I think after seeing all of these guys at different times that this is your deepest team ever it's just you haven't been able to have them all on the court at the same time as you talked about you know, staying positive when health breaks your way. But when health breaks your way, not only are you playing with your deepest team ever, a lot of guys that maybe have not got the minutes that they would have had this been a normal year have gotten a lot of minutes, and they'll have a lot of experience, won't they? Yeah, I think, I think that could be the positive outcome of all of this. Um, you know, and I think a little bit we got to just focus on the, the minutiae, you know, the small details of our daily improvement and not get too caught up in... Um, in, in where we are in this moment, like uh, as far as outcomes and stuff like that. I mean, we, we obviously are, are trying so hard to win every game, and sometimes it comes together really well, like it did at Upstate, and that was like a total trial-by-fire deal. And, um, you know, truthfully, I felt like one of, the <laughs> one of the most impressive games we've ever had. No doubt. Um, just because of all the circumstances. Um, you know, and then we played a pretty good game against uh, against Winthrop and you know they were picked second in the league and and although they haven't quite achieved this year they have a lot of talent and um, 
you know, played a really good game, and we had a couple defensive breakdowns late on things that I think, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that as we continue to improve that we start tighten up just a few things, we're going to be in really good shape because, you know, we, we still had a shot to tie the game at the with 10 seconds left. So, you know, the, that's a good good team, and we played a good game, and we just came up a little bit short. Well, I exactly, Coach. And, again, we're, we're talking about the last four games, two and two, but the two teams that you beat were the hottest teams at the time in the Big South. I want to go back to January 4th. Um, you led wire to wire against a Gardner-Webb team that was uh, the hottest in the Big South at the time. LV, Lorenus Vishteris, your junior, you gave him here his first career start, and he responded with a career-high 13 points. Just an incredible response for someone that has been such a big part of this program and is now getting his time to shine. Yeah, he's doing really well. And um, I'm glad he's here tonight because you'll, you'll get a chance to talk with him a little bit. But, you know, um, just an incredibly likable guy. Brings great positive energy every day in practice. Works really hard. Um, has earned his opportunity, and, he, and, he's, and he's done really well. And truthfully, when he got hurt in the Upstate game, it was like, you know, we're concerned. Him and Jay yeah. both go out, and neither are able to return. And I've never seen anybody recover that quickly to then be able to do what he did against Winthrop well, <laughs> just I, two days later. I mean, his if you could have seen, and you probably maybe he'll give you a peek of it, if you could see this ankle and how gross it looks, you'd be shocked that he could be so productive, dunk the ball. I mean, all of it. it really, really tough, tough, tough person. I mean, well, well you, you led me into exactly what I was going to say. He, he was injured at Upstate and then came back to play with 13 boards, 13 points and seven boards. He didn't miss a shot that day. And you talked about the ankle. Um, Troy showed it to me oh, just yeah. to say, can you believe he's playing on this again? It can't hurt it anymore, but but the pain to to play through, that is a tolerance that I know I wouldn't have. That I didn't know some of the toughest guys in the program I know would not have gone out w with that. J just amazing what he did, and then to contribute to the team, and and you needed him to give you a chance to win. Yeah, we really didn't even know whether he was going to be able to do it, and then, you know, he kind of toughed it out, shoot around and all that, and it's like, all right, well, let's see what we got, and and he just he just was able to do it. Incredible. Uh, will and um, intestinal fortitude to not only be tough enough to step out there, but then to be so productive. Uh, you mentioned the USC Upstate game. Uh, that just happened Wednesday. So two of your starters, as you mentioned, Jay Powell and LV, they were injured and out of the game before the second media timeout, not even seven minutes in. You were down six at halftime, and then you were down to seven scholarship players total were left to play for your team in the second half. You came back and not only won that game against, again, Upstate had taken over from Gardner-Webb as the hottest team in the Big South. They were in second place in the Big South. You beat them by 15. You outscored them 45-24 to 24 in the second half in their home gym. Which they hadn't lost in. Which they hadn't lost in since last year. They had won eight straight and six straight this year. I will start off by asking you the question that my dad asked me after the game when he called me, we were on the bus coming back. What did you say to those guys at halftime? What was your halftime speech? Um, you can ask them, but I said, <clears throat> just basically, like, this is going to go down as the greatest win. It's going to go down as one of the greatest wins in Campbell history and be talked about forever. Um, and I felt that way because I knew what we were going to have to do um, and just what we, what we were the parts that we're going to have to move around and the shuffling and the stuff, doing things that we've never ha even thought about doing just to get through the game because of personnel and the way the pieces fit together. Yeah. Um, and I, we had two unbelievable days in practice leading up. I just felt like they, they were going to do it. And um, uh, hopefully that inspired them. It certainly, it certainly gave us the result in the end. But... Um, you know, I think hopefully they're com me having confidence that we were going to get it done uh, helped them believe that they were, that we were going to do it, and, and they were amazing. It was uh, an amazing, amazing game. In the first half, through, through all of that turmoil, Gedimus Moksekis, uh, he had a career high in that game, 20 points. Most of it came in the first half. I, I know that's something that, that may get him going offensively. 
But tell me about what he does day in and day out that doesn't always show up in the stat sheet that makes G, as they call him, such, a, uh, such an important part of your team. Well, he, he has a really good understanding of what we're trying to do on both sides of the ball, so that really helps. Um, because in this, particularly in this year, that's so transient, if you want to call it that. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt. Lots of change. Um, is that he's kind of a stabilizing force. You know, he kind of is locked in on the plan on offense, and he's locked in on the plan on defense. And, you know, obviously the huge scoring night was a, was a big benefit to our team. But on a daily, it's just talking, knowing what we're doing, you know, very few mental errors. He really has a, a good grasp of, of the plan. And I think that helps stabilize the others. So, you know, you got Ricky, who's always going to be stable. Um, and then, you know, G is a stabilizing force. And so then, you know, if you can get your chief or LV stabilizing, then the Jasons who are a little bit newer or Devin or, you know, guys that maybe don't have quite as much experience with all of our schemes, um, I think it helps them play better. You know, you just need the stabilization, and he does that so well. Um, and, you know, it was great to see him come out and make some shots. But I, I really thought that our team moved the ball and we moved so well that every shot that he took was rhythm. And, and those are the ones you make. Um, you know, he's not going to be one that creates many of his shots off the dribble, from, certainly from outside. Um, although I thought against Winthrop he was pretty aggressive. He, he had a heck of a spin move. In yeah, the he, lane, had yeah. A few, he had a few good drives. And I... I, I I do think a little bit of that is like, you know, he certainly, he suddenly became a part of the scouting yep. report where they were saying, you know, you got to close out on him. He was four for five in the last game from three, and he, he attacked the closeouts well and got a couple good drives to the basket, which, you know, a good balance would be nice. I mean, really respecting his shooting could really help him. You know, Jason had a nice one in the game where, you know, the they closed out hard on him and he drove by him and had that you know, creative finish, yep. like, you know, us getting some of those kind because we start shooting the ball a little bit better is really going to help us, you know, another day, 93 in, in our shooting drill today, which is like <laughs> near our record and, um, you know. And, and what you do every time in practice, you, you've told me you have rarely ran this year in that, in that shooting drill. Oh, that, that's maybe, pretty hard to hit the mark. Maybe like two or, th two or three that's times. That's incredible. I talked to Peter the other day at Richmond. I said, you know, was telling him about how we're doing in our four and a half minutes. It's not the end. Of, it's not the be all and end all. But right. it is a barometer. And he said, we almost never make seventy five <laughs> at Richmond. Yeah. yeah. And we're very rarely under it. And you know, hitting the nineties in the games, we just seem to not be able to. You know, we just need one or two more to get into a more solid range, where I think there'll be a little bit more reaction to our shooting ability to create a few more openings. No doubt. Um, the, the, there have been so many uh, bright spots and individuals to, to, to talk about this year, and we'll talk about another one. You know, and again, the, the, the shame of this all is so far in the season, we haven't seen them all together. But, but Mason Grant, and a lot of people might not know that he was on the team last year because, because Mason redshirted last year, and then he was hurt for the first six weeks of this season. He has been contributing with you guys now for about a month. He had the dunk of the year uh, maybe in a couple of years in that game against Upstate where he, where he just simply went up and over a guy and dunked it on his head. 7.6 rebounds in that game. T tell me why you are so excited about him. Well, I think he, he brings a physicality to the game and an athleticism um, and then an energy. Um, and he, he really played well in that uh, Upstate game. I was really happy for him um, because at times his, you know, he, he, because he didn't play last season, it's like, being a freshman, no doubt, and, being, and then starting like in whatever December something when he got his got to get started with us, so it's really new to him. And so, you know, sometimes there's naturally going to be some mistakes, and it's really important for him to not, not only learn from his mistakes but also keep his spirit up because, you know, there's a little bit of that up and down when you, when things aren't going as well. So I was really happy that he had a good game and played so well and. You know, I think he's got a chance to really help us, you know, for a long time, especially if he embraces the things that he's naturally really good at while he's working on the things that he wants to become great at. Um, really embracing the defending and the rebounding and the physicality and the energy and all the things that, you know, you see these guys on all these other teams. And 
because we play a little bit more of a skilled, share the ball, uh, spread out kind of style, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily put a guy like that in the mix as much. Um, the guy's just going to kind of go let his, his athleticism and energy help, our, help his team. But he has done that for us, and that's his greatest strength right now. Um, and so I just want to keep encouraging that to happen. Um, he had a really good practice today, so um, feel good about that. Yeah, another thing to feel good about, uh, Darwin Randolph, he is a preferred walk-on for you guys, six-foot sophomore from Chattanooga. He won the dunk contest at the, um, at, at, at the Hoopla earlier this year. He, he's definitely a personality, and um, partially because you really, really needed him, partially because he, he earned it, um, he's gotten in a, a, a handful of games. What do you love about having him on the squad? Uh, just he's such a hard worker. I mean, he's he's the guy that, you know, is after practice shooting, like right after practice, after games. No doubt. And you'll be out there probably <laughs> yes. finishing up and unplugging your stuff, and he's out there shooting yeah. already. Yep. Uh, just really wants to be good, you know. Um, earlier in the season, um, he was, and he still is, like even now that he's shifted to getting some reps with, um, with the second group, he still comes and gets his uh, – work out on the road with the walk-on, the other walk-on guys or the guys that are, you know, red shirt or, you know, all the guys that need extra extra stuff when they know they're not likely not going to get a lot of opportunity in the game. He's still taking those reps and just trying to get better. He's a hard worker. He's a really good kid and wants to be, wants to do whatever can help the team win, honestly, and that's, uh, that's refreshing. I mean, I think we have a lot of guys like that, and that's, yep. that's kind of why we are, you know, I think – continuing to be on the right track of just improving and you know um you know at some point hopefully we can get a group together that has you know all the options so that we can you know figure out exactly what the mix is that you know can help us the best but in the meantime the guys are you know they work hard and and they they're good guys at work and care about each other and, and they want to they want to have success so you know you really pull for those kind of guys like this could be a you know, kind of year where you're like, oh, man, it's such a drag. Well, it is It is on me only because the planning is near impossible every yep. day. Like, we spent an hour and 15 minutes just trying to figure out how we were going to practice today because we didn't know exactly who we were going to have. Yeah. And we're trying to design the game plan around whether we're going to have, who we're going to have, who we're not going to have. And that just wears on you because no it's just so much uncertainty even though you, you, in an ideal world you might do it exactly this way, um, we're not even sure what ideal is exactly because the things are constantly changing. So I'm not complaining. What I'm saying is this hasn't affected the team at all. They're, yeah. they're very much positive, into it, working hard, uh, trying to get better and, and letting us figure out and trusting us to figure out what the best way is. Not that we have all the answers but just trying to, you know, try and work hard to figure out how we can be the most successful with whatever mix we have. Um, you know, you know, in the Upstate game, we had Ricky at center. Yeah, um, <laughs> he was he was running the high post. It was amazing. We had, uh, you know, so that's your that's what probably arguably the best point guard and one of the best probably three point guards in the whole league we had playing yeah. at center. Um, and so nobody's expecting that. Um, yeah. And so the guys just are are kind of like, all right, that's what we need to do. Let's do it. Like, and that, you know, it's not perfect. And uh, I'm not saying we have it all figured out, but the willingness to adapt um, in a very, very adaptable season or, you know, whatever you want to call it, we've had to adapt and adapt and adapt. They've done a good job of embracing that. No doubt. And we'll talk more about that and more about what's coming up with uh, Campbell head coach Kevin McGeehan. We're live at the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We'll be back after the break. We're no etiquette experts, but biting into your McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich and ending up with a whole pickle slice dangling from your mouth isn't impolite. It's human. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with Remax United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, 
handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime, perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Sure, McDonald's breakfast is good. But getting that McDonald's breakfast two minutes before it stops being served, that tastes even better. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Coming up a little later in the show, we'll have LV and Jason Sinani uh, with us, uh, two of the best from the Campbell squad to talk about this year and what's uh, upcoming. But great to have Campbell head coach uh, Kevin McGeehan with us in a busy, busy week. Uh, coming up a little later in the show, too, if you are here live, make sure you get your... Uh, Free raffle tickets. We're going to be giving away a couple of four-packs of tickets to an upcoming Campbell game, including coming up this Wednesday, Campbell takes on their old rival on Radford. Okay, I'll, I'll do it, Coach, because because you won't, because I think when you when you really uh, look at, at not only how many have been injured, but um, when and at what time. So, so looking at everything today, you have 15 players on your squad. Only five have appeared in all 18 games. Only one, Gidimus Moksekis, has started in all 18 games. At the beginning of the year, Brock Bidwell, Mason Grant um, were out. Bidwell still hasn't played. Mason just got back in the middle of December. Jesus Carabalero, an, an all-conference type player. He was the only player in the conference last year in the top 10 in steals, assists, and, and rebounds. That's what he has been to you, a, a, a starter and really the focal point of this offense. He had wrist surgery at the end of November, out until February. Devin Dunn, a transfer sharpshooter off the bench. He missed eight games from mid-December until this past weekend. Jason Sinani, the same type of player, a sharpshooter that can really do a lot for you guys in a lot of different ways. He missed some time as well. And then Jay Powell and LV, both injured in the first half of last week's game at, at USC Upstate. I mean, a, a, again, it took me about a minute and a half to, uh, to, to, to do all of that. Uh, how, how do you and the coaching staff uh, uh, keep from just banging your heads into the wall and being like, why, you know, what, what, why aren't we selling insurance right now? Because this is, uh, this is unbelievable. I got this football helmet that I put on in my office and then I bang my head against the wall. Uh, no, I, you know what? When you, when you spell it out like that, it, it's almost, I, I'm like, wow. I, you know, yeah. like I'm just in it day to day, so I don't even. We were both think. chuckling a little bit. Like, it, it, it's not funny, but, but, but it's just one of those things like you kind of throw up your hands and go, my goodness, that's, that, that's a lot. A little bit. And at the same time, like, you know, because the guys are so good to work with and they were, you know, talented guys. It's uh, it's been fun, um, and it's it's just it's just the challenge that we've been we've been given this year. Um, you know, we're probably not exactly where we would want to be because of all that. But again, hopefully, we're we're growing because of it and getting better. And you know, we'll be in a spot where either whatever whatever way it works out, we'll be better in the end. Um, the one of the players we, we haven't mentioned yet, and we would never take uh, take anything that that, that that Ricky does for granted. But um, he has started all but one game. The one game that he didn't start, I was told 30 minutes before the game that 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 he would not play because he was he was so sick. And if you know Ricky and as hard of a worker he was, I'm like, my goodness, this guy must be really really sick. And then about 10 minutes before you guys you guys started to play, he came up. Ended up in the warm-ups. He ended up playing 30-plus minutes in a game because you needed him. An unbelievable performance in what has been an unbelievable career 
for an unbelievable guy. If, if you can talk about what, what he has done, not only in that game, but, but all season for you guys. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's really a special kid, and he's, he's done unbelievable. kid, he just turned 23. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> um, he's been unbelievable. Um, just, you know, he's such a stabilizing force. He's a really good player. Um, he's turned himself into a terrific player in this league. Um, that was impressive because we all thought he was out. Yeah. Um, he was not feeling well. He had tested negative at the time for, you know, flu and COVID and all that stuff and felt well enough to give it a go. And then he just did it. And then, of course, he was, you know, turned out that he had the flu after that, which, you know, there's no, nobody would have known. But incredible toughness by him in that game. But, you know, he's, he's really been great all year. And I give him credit because <clears throat> I know it's not easy to – you know, have to go through what we've been through, you know, and what, what is his senior year. And he's, he's done a good job of kind of, for the most part, trying to keep his spirits right and try to get the other guys right and just just keep, keep being who he is so that we can continue to move on and get better and, and be competitive in every game. Um, Radford is your next opponent. It's coming up this Wednesday, 7 p.m. at home in Gore Arena. The, the Highlanders are one of the teams jammed in the middle of the conference with you right now. Tell us about Radford this year. They're good. Uh, it's really interesting. You know, I feel like this is the case in almost every every scout now. It's like there's just a lot of new personnel. Yeah. You know, same with us. Um, <clears throat> but they get, they brought in multiple transfers that are really good players, like Villanova, Murray State, um, Pitt, um, just a handful of guys that are really good players, nice, nice, nice big South players that are doing really well. Um, Kid Smith is probably one of the best guards in the league, um, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to play well. Um, you know, as much as they've changed their personnel, and, and Jeffers and um, Jules are still there, uh, but those are the only names that you would recognize. Yeah. Um, their style is similar. Um, to how they played, you know, in the past. It's like different different people doing the things, but, and different, you know, different quality of their skill sets, but um, similar style, um, and we're going to have to, you know, do a, do a good job defending them. Um, you know, they're good in transition. Um, they're very physical, and they rebound the ball well. We're going to have to have an edge to us and play really, really tough and try to keep them out of the paint. They've shot the ball very well from three, um, although they're not a high-quantity qu uh, three-point shooting team, so they don't shoot a lot of them, but they shoot a very high percentage. So we have to do a really good job of trying to, you know, keep those guys from getting comfortable and, and, and trying to take away edges and, and, and be on top of the kickouts and uh, get a good high hand every time but ready to, ready to move your feet when, when they put the ball on the floor. So they're, uh, they're good. They're, they're, I'd say, probably of the teams that – weren't picked high I think yeah. I think they're because I think we were both picked sixth or whatever I, th I think they're playing the best and I think they're probably the surprise I mean I think they're probably the biggest threat to like put themselves yeah. in that top mix with how they're playing and what and what they have Coach, talk about what a, what a week looks like now that we're in a, a conference season. This conference season a, a little bit different, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but but you're pretty much playing on every Wednesday and Saturday for the for the next two months. You got to throw in an off day there for the guys too, which is usually on Sunday. So basically, two days to get ready for a conference team. Whether you're at home and on the road, that doesn't even put in travel. But but what do two days before a conference game usually look like for you guys? Um. Usually that, that you, you described it perfectly. Um, you know, you got Sundays off for the most part, and, you know, it would be a Monday, Tuesday prep. Usually a Monday and a Tuesday are pretty similar. Um, you know, uh, when, you, when, you, when you're Wednesday, you're probably a little bit lighter on a Thursday just because you don't have that Sunday to get your legs under you. But for the most part, two days out, you know, we're – we're in our routine now. You know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of break down the things that we you know break down film from the previous game, watch the film of the scout, and then we usually um, break things out. So, pick the two or three things that we know we're gonna need to 
fundamentally be good at in this game, make sure we hit on those. Um, we'll break down offense and defense um, kind of at both ends with each group and then flip them so they each get their, you know, it's like a small number of people. Um, and, you know, you can really kind of refine some of the things that you think are going to show up on both sides of the ball. So little breakdown segments. Um, usually we do a, um, a dummy offense, so kind of going over our plays, 5-on-0, maybe some wrinkles. Um, lately we've been really working at trying to, like, go from one thing to the next because I think when we hit a little bit of a rut a couple games back, it was we were maybe a little bit too focused on how to get specific things and less on our continuity. Yeah. And so get back into our movement and all that kind of stuff and making sure we're popping from one thing to the next. Then usually we'll go into a like a some kind of a transition deal where we'll play in the half court and then usually all that transitions into the their, the scout team trying to score on us so that we get good at stopping transition and then also working on whatever their tra their secondary actions are or maybe a play or two. Um, and then usually we'll play, uh, you know, go over the plays after that, like, but at like live speed, you know, occasionally if, um, after a, like a, a very hard one or a long one, like after upstate, we were lighter on that Thursday because everybody had played like 35 minutes and we didn't have yeah. that many guys available. And we, we, <laughs> so we made that a little bit different that day. And it was much more of a mental day, but a day like today where you had Sunday off, we're pretty solid hour and a half and kind of through those things that I just described. And the defensive half-court segment is, is obviously really important for us because we're trying out our different schemes that we're going to use, putting guys in different spots, working on what specific actions they do, their actual plays, making sure we have all that stuff tightened up. Usually we break it into two so that tomorrow we, we wouldn't necessarily, unless there's something that we really were worried about or didn't think that we covered well enough, might go back and hit it again, but for the most part, we're going to hit three different or a handful of different plays tomorrow um, just to make sure that we have everything covered as best we can. And Charleston Southern will be your opponent coming up this Saturday. I know you don't get the guys uh, at all thinking of, about that game, but, but what happens coaching staff-wise since such a quick turnaround? Do you have a coach or who's doing the scout? We're working on it right now. Yes, we uh we actually were earlier in the season. We were we were kind of doing it a little bit differently, but now we've decided to um, split it up among all three coaches, so that somebody's working ahead on Charleston Southern, and then whoever's after that high point or whatever, uh, so that they can be really focusing on that, and and it's not such a quick turnaround for that scout coach because that's really hard. I mean, you know, that's kind of what I ha I end up doing. Yeah. But they're in so much greater detail earlier. Um, you know, that, like we hit the bus against Upstate. I enjoyed it for about an hour through the, milksh <laughs> yeah, through no the milkshake and then right. I'm watching to get ready for the next one. And the same with yesterday. Um, it's particularly, you know, tighter on those Wednesday games. But yeah. um, basically all day yesterday working on that, that's, you know, Bradford. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And and I know we, we still haven't gotten through the, the whole conference yet. You know, we talked about Radford, Charleston Southern, then High Point. Then you would have played all nine in this 10-team conference, but I know you've seen a little bit of everybody on, on film. I, I want to see if your, uh, your synopsis of this conference lines up with mine. What, what have been your thoughts about what you've seen so far in the Big South? Uh, it's really competitive. Um, I don't see a lot of, I don't really see any teams that are like ripe for the picking just right and, and that's one of the first times i mean we, we, we've been doing this for 10 years there is not one where you can say you know i can i can pretty sure pencil yeah. that in for a win right yeah i don't i don't see that this year um and i haven't watched everybody in great depth but um you know i just i just don't see it i mean we saw what presbyterian can be yeah. and we know that and you know I think High Point's really talented. They just picked one up, and I think they'll probably get heading in the right direction here. Yeah. And Charleston Southern seems to be really playing pretty well right now. Um, you know, so, and, you know, kind of everybody else we've seen or, or we have a pretty good handle on because we've seen or we know that they're yeah. really, really strong. So, yeah, I just think it's a quality conference top to bottom right now. Um, you know, talent, coaching, um, you know, and with that being said, it's like I also think that 
it's I don't want to say parody, but I think like like we were we were right. Chance to beat Winthrop. We were yeah. right there with Asheville on the road. I mean, like, and and Asheville's tied for first. Yeah, and really good team. So, I I I think there's, I believe Longwood is a little ahead of the pack. Yep. Um, but I don't think that it's that great a margin, and um, and I don't think that after them that there's a big difference between the teams. I think that the, you know. Again, things like health and, you know, home and away and all that kind of stuff are yeah. going to play into how this whole thing shakes out. But um, but I don't think there's a huge difference. I yeah. think there's a lot of really, really good teams in this league. I agree with you 100%. As usual, we, we're seeing a lot of the same things. Thank you so much, Coach, for the time. Thank, you for, thank you for coming out. And that, that'll do it for Campbell head coach Kevin McGeehan. But coming up, two of his best, LV and Jason Sinani will talk basketball, we'll talk student stuff, we'll talk a little bit of everything with them coming up after the break. And we'll give away some basketball tickets. Campbell back at home this Wednesday at Gore Arena taking on Radford at 7. Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded more than a half dozen championship-level facility projects. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund several new projects, including a new Gore Arena sports medicine facility. For more information, go to GoCamels.com and click the Give button. Thanks for supporting the Fighting Camel Club. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with REMAX United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time! Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself, because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese, and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo, and Garden Veggie. Or get creative and build your own. Papa John's. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Oh, welcome back to Camacol Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Campbell is back at home coming up this Wednesday at 7. Believe it or not, after this Wednesday, just a two more home games left. You can get your tickets at GoCamels.com, 1-877-GO-HUMPS, or every time uh, we have a show here at the county seat, which is every single Monday, we give away free tickets. So I'm going to read off now if you get your uh, tickets out see who will get a, a four-pack of tickets to the uh, Campbell game of their choice coming up. So the first winner of the four-pack is 625-795-625-795-625-795. We have another number as well, 625-807. 
625-807 for the four-pack of tickets. 625-807. We have a winner. All right. Come on up. We'll give them the certificate for the for the four-pack of tickets. And every time you come down, you will um, be a winner here. Thank you very much uh, and enjoy. GoCamels.com for all the schedules and all the fun. And speaking of fun, we have uh, one of the newest members of the Campbell Camels and Jason Sinani alongside, and one of our veterans, believe it or not, LV, you're a, you're a veteran now, in uh, Lorenus Vesteris, which we call him LV more because uh, that is that is a whole lot of coming out as well. And LV, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, it's been so great to see all of your hard work paying off. You have been such a big part of this team always, but on the floor now in games. Tell me about what, this, what these past couple of weeks have been like for you. I mean, it was a great opportunity for me, and I was glad that I had a chance to help my guys and play together with them and just enjoy basketball and just work together, work hard, get as much wins as possible. And that's what's, what makes me so happy. So I'm really happy. LV, you responded to your first ever career start with uh, 13 points, which was a, a career high. How soon before the game did you know you were going to start? And, and how did you prepare for, for something that, that you weren't used to? I mean, so when we start to get ready for the games, we usually have like two groups. And I noticed that coach started to put me in the first group. So, I mean... I was surprised and uh, I was just focused and locked into the game plan and I just was ready to go and uh, my teammates helped me a lot actually and when you know when the coach trusts you, your confidence go up so I, w I just felt confident and I just wanted to help team as much as possible and it went well. Um, LV, you had quite a game. Uh, again, again, you started uh, two games ago. You were out with injury. I don't think anybody thought that, that, that you were going to return and, and help this team um, against Winthrop. I had seen a picture of your ankle and your, and your foot and your leg. I know J Jason is nodding, too, because he's, he, he's seen it in the locker room. You played through the pain, and you scored, again, 13 points. You added seven boards. You were six from six from the floor. Um, what did it take to, to get out there and perform like you did on Saturday? I mean, uh, I had kind of crazy two days. I was working a lot to recover my ankle as much as possible to be able to like to run and play because I just wanted to help my team. And we already had Jay out and I knew for sure he will not play. So I just didn't want to take any risks if anyone else will uh, get out or something. So I just wanted to be ready for the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I worked a lot before practices, after the practices, and Troy's helped me a lot. And I don't know. I mean, I just was ready to play and excited, and I feel like the adrenaline and everything helped me a lot too. So I wasn't feeling basically any pain, so I just played. I, I guess my follow-up question is, how is the ankle? how is the ankle now? I mean, I can tell it it's hurt yeah. a little bit, but it's getting better. I mean, I'm still working on it, and it just gets sore, sore after like every practice and stuff. But I just they take care of it, and Troy helps me a lot, so I'll be fine. Hey, shout out to Troy Sully, our uh, our longtime um, veteran uh, athletic trainer. All right, Jason, your first question will be: Describe what um, that ankle that LV has been playing through um, looks like right now. The most swollen purplest, black, bluish bruise you could think of to be on a person. And the crazy thing was, um, so after the next day, uh, I had treatment, I'm still getting treatment for my calf or whatever, and I walk into the treatment, and LV's in there, and I didn't get to see his ankle after the game or whatever, so I walk in there, I'm LV, like, oh, how's your ankle, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I'm good, I'll be good for Saturday. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, that's good, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm walking, and as I'm, I walk by him, and I see his ankle. And I'm like, yeah, did you say you're going to be good for Saturday? Because his ankle was so swollen, so purple, so blue. 
you wouldn't imagine someone being able to play on that type of rolled ankle in two days. No, there's no way. So when I seen it, I was blown away. But he's a team guy, and it's just the definition yeah. of who he is. And, and what does that do for the rest of the locker room, Jason? Uh, it, it honestly lifts us all up because you see LV, you see, you see what he's playing through, and it's like you know LV's going out there, and he's going to do anything he can to help the, help the team win, and he wants to help us win. So it just gives us all a confidence boost and helps us all, like, play for each other because we know LV – is doing everything he can. Even though he's hurt, he's doing everything he can to help us win. And it's just, it's a big, like, pat on the back to him, and it really helps us out knowing that he's willing to do whatever it takes to help us. Jason, you've had to play hurt. You've had to play through your injury as well. Uh, a, a, a transfer into this program. You're a Wisconsin guy. You transferred from the from the University of, of Milwaukee and, um, and really had a place uh, in this rotation. Then you got hurt. Tell me a little bit about, about your injury and, and how you've battled through it. Yeah, so my injury happened at practice. Um, it, we first thought it was my Achilles, which thank God it wasn't. Got an ultrasound on it, and uh, basically it was a, a pulled calf. I just slight tear in my calf. So we were just working on getting that back. Um, but the guys on the team, the coaching staff, Troyes, they all helped me keep my confidence up and just knowing, like, when I'm back. Uh, um, just keep my confidence up for when I'm back because it was a little uh, – was, I was a little down not being able to play and just sitting on the sidelines watching the guys um, go to battle for the games and working at practice getting better because you, you love the sport and you hate being on the sideline and watching them do it. So uh, you do get a little down, but the guys on the team, the coaching staff, Troyce, they all helped me out, kept me up, gave me confidence, and when I was back, kind of stepped right in there and got back to work. Yeah, you did, Jason, and I can tell um, you, you are known for, for all-around play. You're a great sharpshooter. You can shoot from three, but then you can tell that calf is getting a whole lot better because a lot of times you've had some, some, some pretty strong drives to the, uh, to, to, to the hoop. I think Coach McGinn was talking about uh, an acrobatic one you had, you had against Winthrop. How, how good are you feeling now? Uh, yeah, now I'm, I'm 100%, if not 99.9% back. Um, Really, just soreness, that's it, no pain or nothing. So shout-out to Troyce for getting me back as quick as possible and continuing to help me out. All right, LV, um, this team this year, you had eight new faces come in, transfers and freshmen. But from day one, when I kind of met with all of you guys in August, like the word were, we're already tight, we've gelled, you know, we're a team both, both on and, and off the court. How unique is that to, to have these guys that really didn't know each other four months ago to kind of come better, come together and, and have, been, have been so good so far this year? I mean, it, this year was interesting. Like, we knew we are getting new guys, a lot of them actually, and it's totally like new team than it was last year. So it was very interesting, but since the first day we started to practice and get, we started to get to know each other, we just... It just felt everything right. Like all guys were very nice. Uh, the, the work ethic and stuff, the way they were practicing, talking to each other. We just started like to bond from since the first day. And we still like, but now we feel like a good, really good team and still working to get better and just trying to win as many games as possible. Uh, LV, you have been in this program now in your third year. Um, you came into this program during COVID, so you've had a very unique experience. I think the most unique thing is how does a really good basketball player from Lithuania find his way all the way here to, to Bowie's Creek? What, what attracted you to this program? Uh, actually, it happened so quick, and it was just the, yeah, the COVID started, and uh, I was trying to find a place where to play basketball and there was basically two options to stay back in Lithuania and try to play professionally or to go overseas to the United States and then I was just thinking what to do and I talked to some coaches and players who did already that journey and they said of course just go to the United States you will see new people get new connections and stuff and then I, I started my recruitment process very late so I didn't think I will get a D1 uh, college scholarship, so I just got a lot of like JUCO offers and stuff. And then, uh, just I remember the coach White, 
a previous assistant coach from Campbell called me and we had a little talk and Campbell started like to get information about me and they were interested in me and I remember that day when coach McGee called me and we had like long conversation and at the end he offered me the scholarship I was kind of in shock like didn't first of all I didn't know a lot of English that time <laughs> that at that time so it was kind of I was kind of struggling but I was just very happy and yeah. I just accepted the, the offer right away it, isn't it amazing LV it's only been it's only been three years I still don't know a lick of Lithuanian you, you you know everything and you were having this conversation just like you you you, you grew up in the States how how awesome is it and how much do you love Campbell now that you've been over here for three years yeah, I, I fell in love with this place. It's a cool place. You can focus on yourself and like all the people are very nice. They are willing to help. And uh, yeah, it's a very cool place to get to improve as a person, as a basketball player, to find some new connections, even like see the world and stuff. So I really like that place. And, and I think it's Russian, right? Lithuanian isn't a language, correct? Did I, did, did I say that right? And thank you. And you didn't even correct me about that because I'm an American saying things wrong. So no, I no, you, that. Said it, you said it right. Okay, I, I did say it right in Lithuanian. Then I started thinking, I'm like, okay, I need to learn more. We need to do this interview in Lithuanian, and then, uh, and then I will earn my stripes. All right, Jason, you are American. Congratulations uh, on that or whatever. You, you had a very different experience. You know, you, you played close to home. Uh, you have found a home here in Bowie's Creek. What, what attracted you to this program? Uh, really, the coaching staffs. Um, every single guy. I talked to really all the coaches during my recruitment, and all of them are great people. Um, really, it's they call you any time of the day, and it's like you want to answer the phone, and it's like, oh, like I'd love to have this conversation yeah. right now. With, and um, they just made the recruitment, the recruitment process so easy. Um, just the way they talked, the way they talked about um, their game style, where I would fit in, and the place that they're in. So it really made my recruitment so much easier. And um, so out of high school, Campbell offered me, and really the second time going around, it's kind of like, okay, now I know this is the right decision for me. Yeah. So it was kind of... It was kind of a good uh, stepping stone right there. I, I could imagine when you're going back into the recruiting process, of course, because you, you began your freshman year at the, at the University of, of Milwaukee, you kind of know what's important, what's good for you, and, and Campbell met those marks, didn't they? 100% every single mark. That's, uh, th that's unbelievable. So we'll ask you now that you've been here, what do you like about this place? Let's start with the weather. I mean, I imagine you call back home. You're a Wisconsin guy. I've been through some Wisconsin uh, some Wisconsin winners. I mean, th that, that's got to be the biggest bragging point, right? When you call back home and hear what's going on back there? The biggest bragging point. When I tell you every single phone call, whether it's to my parents, my brother, my sister, my girlfriend, every single time I can count on them asking, oh, what's the weather like today? <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's one thing that is, I've, I've fallen in love with the weather here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know um, back home it was snowing or whatever. And my parents called me, oh, like, look, look, we have a dog, and he's running outside in the snow. And I'm like, oh, I show outside, <laughs> I show outside my window. It's, it's 60, 70 degrees here while it's snowing there. So I'm like, I'm loving it here. I don't miss the snow at all. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. LV, I, I know your team, you have gone through uh, a, a lot of injuries this year. You, you literally have never had everybody healthy um, at, the, at the same time. The fact that you guys are still winning and still in games and still uh, going up um, against some very good teams that are fully healthy. What, what, what does that say about this team? I mean, we have really good guys and really talented. We just, uh, I feel like, still need a little bit more time to figure out what's the every single player's role is in the team. But uh, yeah, we it says that we are still like together. It doesn't matter who plays. Every single guy are willing to give all of them to win the game and uh, just do best they can. So, I mean, it is tough when you need to always figure out who will play and like the roles changes and stuff. And it's hard to figure the way to win. But uh, I mean, it's it just it's just. Um, of the process, you know, and uh, we're just trying to do everything way we can. So it, 
I think it, it shows how tough our team is and we just need right moment to get everyone back from injuries and we'll be very, very strong team. Um, a lot of people step up. It seems like a different guy steps up each and each and every day to help you guys have success. Um, Gedimus Moksekis, he is a fellow countryman of yours, also, also from Lithuania. You guys are unbelievably um, close. He's been a starter on this team uh, for pretty much since he came on campus, but to see what he did in that USC Upstate game, to see him go off for, 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 for 20 points, what, what does that mean to you? I mean, I was so happy for him. Like, I was sitting on the sideline because I rolled my ankle, and then I was, like, dealing with all that. Troyce was helping me icing, and I just lift my head up, and I see G scored already, like, 13 <laughs> yeah. points. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and yeah, and he was just on fire. He was feeling good, and, like, at the shoot-around, he told me, LV, I don't know what's happening, but I cannot miss a shot today. And I just told him, don't miss any shots at game then. <laughs> he proved me wrong. It, yeah. it, 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 and that's right. Uh, C Coach McGeehan had told me after the game, he said, you know, everyone was coming up to me saying that, that he just can't miss. That, that's amazing that he was in such a zone like that. Yeah. So I was just very happy for him. <laughs> um, how, how fun is it, you know, not only to have a, a fellow countryman on there and a, and a Lithuanian in G, but this team has a very international pl flavor. Jesus Carolero from Spain, of course, uh, Milos um, was here last year. Anthony Delorso uh, ha has joined this team as, uh, as he is from Australia. How fun is it to have a, a bunch of international guys on the team? I mean, I feel like it's one of the most uh, interesting things about our team because we have a lot of international guys. And it's just like interesting to see all the different cultures, different style of basketball and stuff. And it's just interesting to have friends from all over the world. So I'm really glad that they chose Campbell and came here. And of course, coaches chose them to come here. So, and we are very close. So it's just fun. Jason, um, w when you're around all these international guys and guys from all around the country, w what is it like in the, in the locker room? How, how unique is that? Uh, it's really unique. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, you get to see different different cultures, different styles, um, different personalities um, out of all these guys, not just the, the overseas guys, but with the overseas guys, it's pretty cool. Um, I've tried my best to learn different things from <laughs> from their cultures yeah. and uh, where they're from, so it's pretty pretty unique learning different things and how life is back home for them. So I've I th I've thought it's been pretty cool and unique, and I think it's it's helped us grow as a team together because we're all able to be ourselves in the locker room. Like we're not putting on no act to uh, to be anyone's friend. Like we're really a real family in the locker room. And the best part about it is you can just be be yourself, and everyone's accepting of you. And it's just a great group of guys. Yeah, and, and speaking of unique, I, uh, um, I I forgot the most unique of the internationals in Elijah. I mean, he he's the Englishman that my my goodness, he has personality oozing uh, out of everywhere. And and Jason, I'll ask you the same question I ask uh, I ask LV. You guys have not been totally healthy all year. Um, you guys have been piecing it together and doing well um, uh, in this conference season. You know, keeping keeping afloat. What, what does that say about about the team and your guys? Uh, it says a lot, really. Um, I think the biggest thing is that we care for each other and uh, we'll do anything to, to have each other's back. And um, I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, one guy goes down, you'll always see, like you said earlier, someone new stepping up. And uh, everyone, everyone's, giving a, or everyone's getting an opportunity. And when they get the opportunity, everyone's stepping up. And um, I know it's hard on coach. He probably has nightmares about uh, <laughs> rotation-wise and what's going to happen today. But... Uh, I think it's a big, uh, a big thing for our team that someone, someone goes down, you know someone's going to step up. It's just a question of who it's going to be. I mean, it sucks that we've had a lot of injuries and people going down, but the positive out of that is someone has always stepped up in those situations. Uh, no doubt. And it continues this Wednesday as you guys are back home. Um, against Radford. Jason LV, I know it's a very busy time. I, I, I know it's a, it, it's a lot, you guys, uh, to, to come out here, and I really appreciate it. Thank you for spending the time.
Thank you for having us. All right, LV and Jason, you can see them and the rest of the Camels coming up this Wednesday, 7 o'clock from Gore Arena. Campbell takes on Radford. Tickets at GoCamels.com, 1-877-GO-HUMPS, or you can always watch every conference game on ESPN+. Plus. For Coach Kevin McGeehan and the guys, I'm Chris Samire saying so long. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Good night.